This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. Do you know what? I forgot how to talk then. <laughs> you were like so busy dancing and like I getting was excited. enjoying the rhythm. Yeah. Gloria Estefan <laughs> was right. The rhythm was going to get me. Nailed it. Uh, thanks, babe. Thanks. Uh, we're going to go straight to the phone lines. Uh, we've got Dave Hill on the phone. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? Really great. I'm in, in Austin, Texas. I'm, I have to ask, was that Shantae you were just playing? Yes. Yes, it was. I can't believe she dissed KRS-One like that. Did, Did you hear that? No. Oh, go put it on again. Oh, I have no, to. No, you don't have to. Have you to don't just have go. To. Just go. Go we'll put it on. Come back to me. We'll have to Google it. Yeah, yeah. So, she- Dave, sorry. I, I, I've just interrupted that. I'm really sorry. But you're actually a FUBAR family member, aren't you? I am, yeah. My show, The Goddamn Dave Hill Show, is uh, on, I think, Tuesdays. Yeah, it is on Tuesdays. Yes. (laughs) And you're right there in South by Southwest right now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just getting it all started here in Texas. Um, And Dave, you'll be, I hear, at the uh, Angel Comedy on Tuesday the 29th and Wednesday the 30th of May with your um, Witch Tate show. Yes, I'm very, I'm very excited. What is it's the show? It's a new show I'm doing. It's about about fourteen years ago. I emailed a Norwegian black metal record label trying to get my fake Norwegian black metal band Witch Taint signed on the strength of one excruciatingly bad song. So the show is is the emails from that period, and then there's a lot of videos, and we dance around, and it's fun for the whole family. Oh, lush. Does sound fun. For the- yeah. So, so it's kind of the banter that you were having back and forth about this this, this show you were trying to organize, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I emailed with this record label for like six months, and they were, even though they were a Norwegian black metal record label, they were weirdly polite to me and just kept emailing me back and, uh, you know, they eventually telling me to like, not take Satan so seriously and all that. <laughs> So it's sort of a beautiful yeah, Dave, story. Don't take Satan so seriously. Everyone, you know, you everyone learns something in the end. It's beautiful. But we've been doing it all over. We just did it in Oslo. And uh, we had some guys from Norwegian black metal bands came out. So that was cool. We're going to do it at the Vakken Festival in Germany this summer, the biggest heavy metal festival. It's a comedy show, but it's, it's, it's uh, you know, has heavy metal Leanings. And, and as it's International uh, Women's Day this week, and we're we're celebrating here He for She Arts Week and UN Women, have you got a, a inspirational woman or women that you'd like to shout out on the show today? Yeah, um, I mean a million of them. Um, I, I would say, you know, my mother's no longer with us, but she is the first one that mm. comes to mind. But um, my three sisters, uh, Miriam, Katie, and Libby, who are spread out all over the world. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I could go on all day. I, I, I grew up, you know, yeah, my mom and three sisters. So I, I'm, uh, 
they pretty much ruled me and shaped me <laughs> growing up. Yeah. So, Sisters uh, do have that effect, I think. Yeah, so uh, that they made me who I am. Yeah, but um, is that I I could keep going. I think that's wonderful. I think mm. it's lovely to have such a like such a female heavy upbringing as well. Is is, yeah. is a good. I, I I mean I think any kind of upbringing is good, and it's and obviously you know there's different situations, but I think three strong women. Yes, in your shapes life, a person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my mom. She she ran her own business, and you know, and that was. She did that in a time when, like, not many people did that mm. in America. So, yeah, she's a trailblazer. Well, Dave, um, thank you so much for talking to us. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. Um, I'll remind everyone that you'll be at the Angel Comedy on Tuesday 29th and Wednesday 30th of May for your Wick yep. Taint show. And also you've got your um, your show. It's your excellent show on Football Radio Tuesdays 1 till 4 p.m. Yep, every Tuesday. Brilliant. Thank you so much for talking to us, Dave. Excellent. Thank Bye, you Dave. so much. Have Take a great care. day. Bye, Bye-bye. Dave. Bye. Dave Hill. Um, Dave. Um, thank you, Dave. Uh, we've got um, Hannah and Lucy sitting in the studio with us. You Hello. thought you were going. Hi. You are staying. No, we're still here. We wouldn't let you leave. They were like, <laughs> please, going. can we leave? We were like, no. You've got to stay now. Staying. <laughs> we've locked all the doors. 45 minutes left. I was going to say to you, do you think it's gone quickly? But when you left, whenever you left me, does that seem a long time ago? Um, basically, I went home because I'd had um, three beers, um, and obviously that negates me being absolutely off my face. <laughs> you did. I went those. home and I had a takeaway, and oh, then I realised it was like half past one in the morning, oh, and I was still goodness. awake. And I, I messaged you, and I was like, "Hope it's going well." And I was thinking, "Oh, oh my god, I was in delirious." Yeah, mode. yeah, yeah. But that at that point, I was thinking, moment. "God, you've got a long way to go." And then mm. I went to bed, mm. and I didn't think about it until eleven a.m. when I woke yeah, up. Yeah, all lovely, and it. You know what? It was weird because. It doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't, it, don't get me wrong, I do feel the hours. <laughs> um, not going to lie to you. But <laughs> at the same time, it later, it's gone quicker than I imagined. What are you going to do when you get home? Are you just going to go straight to sleep? Or Crumple is it going to be one of those floor. things where the adrenaline like, it might still be going and you're like, come on, sleep. This is my plan. I'm going to um, <laughs> go out for a few drinks with my other half, then take it all out on him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it straight away. In like, the name of women. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Blame him I, I'm everything. doing this for all women. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's but, a pretty amazing feat that you've, you've yeah, almost no, no, no. achieved. I, I, um, yeah, I... I, I 100% believe in the He For She campaign, but I'm very passionate about it. That's why I approached the UN to do this show. And I'm very, yeah, no, I, I've, I've loved it. It's been an experience. It really, really has. I'm really, really glad um, I've, I've done it. And I've we've got done lots it. of practical questions. So, because obviously I've not been yes. here the whole time, but like, have you changed? Did you bring deodorant with me? Have you redone your makeup? Yes, like, I just want to like know this. these things. I was going to say, your makeup, yeah. if that's 24 hours worth of makeup, you have done an incredible <laughs> I was job. like, how are your eyelashes I looking like so good? I lie to you guys. Um, <laughs> So, no, I haven't changed. Good work. I can, I can second that. She hasn't. She didn't haven't, say that. I haven't even made an attempt to change. I'm not going to lie. Um, I have done the deodorant. I've mm-hmm. put some cream on. Put some talc in my hair. Nice. So nice. a dry shampoo talc. Also, talc. Old school. Better I like it. Shampoo. Thank you. Yeah. Except if, it, if I go outside in the rain, paste. We all know that. Uh, um, oh I didn't know that. But now I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't. Paste. <laughs> Trust me. I'm a bit dirty at times. It goes a while. Paste. Um, and then, yes, about 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I was feeling a bit I'm going to use the word scuzzy. Scuzzy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a good word. That's all I could describe this. So I washed it off, 
than reapply. reapply. Love it. But there's nothing better. When yeah, you're, oh. when you I know, felt so free. I looked in the mirror, though, and the eyes were like this. I was like, ah! <laughs> That was quite <laughs> scary. But that was quite good. And then you I got feel to, fresh. You feel fresh. Yeah, right? and then it, went, then it was 5 a.m., and I got a bit of a celebration. I was like, yes, halfway through. And I was like, Halfway through. Halfway through. It's unbelievable. Honestly, you've done so well. I do think it's mind over matter a lot of it. because It's adrenaline as well. Yeah, I've been awake. I got up at nine o'clock yesterday, so my maths is rubbish. Oh, God, so you've been up since nine yesterday as well. I feel panicky just thinking about it, to be honest. Every time you talk about it, I'm like, oh, God. I'm trying to think what's the longest I've ever been awake for. And it might... It's probably over 24 hours, but I think... Yeah, you just get delirious. I've never done. I'm so. Yes, I, I just love to sleep. I just. <laughs> I, I sleep exactly a heck of a lot. I slept yeah. ten hours last night, and I was like, same. "It's not enough." Dead to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not so enough. Sorry. It's not enough. Uh, just to let you guys know that um, we are here, obviously, for the He for She campaign. Um, we're here to raise awareness, to start the conversation, um, and also to raise some money. So we'd like you to donate. Um, UNWN15 followed by the amount you want to donate to 770 all money donated is going towards changing the reality for women and girls globally and if I have gone on a lot then just look on the website londonartsweek.org um but you know what it still has gone quite quickly it has I think it's I've only been here for like four hours so I'm <laughs> loving it I feel very vitalised you know <laughs> yeah. um, but I think you've done a great job and, and it's nice to see we're all girls in the room and we've, we've ha- I feel like it's everyone it's, supports everyone else and all the men who've come through well I've I've had two obviously Sam we had a minute ago um, and really I, Governor B yesterday yep. Yep. It was just, it, it's just been nice to chat to, to guys yes. about this kind of thing as well because I think it's a conversation we to start with a lot of men a lot of the, uh, the male musicians that I have on the show always talk about how um, they have really started to check themselves and think about it and, mm. and w- in terms of like because no one brings it up to you when you're young like oh this is how you should speak to a woman or and this is how because like even like dads sometimes can I remember when I was younger and I first had a boyfriend and my dad wouldn't let him stay the night and my mum was like well you've let the boys sadly from the same yeah. age and it's that kind of thing where it's yeah. like actually everyone's learning and changing and adjusting um but to I, that kind of thing i totally agree but and i don't know if it's a bad thing so i've been surprised i think when two things um, probably three one how am i here um <laughs> one of them you say talking to the guys that we've had in they've all been so compassionate understanding mm-hmm. um you see them on a level they've, they've been very they can open up about their emotions and that's why, like, they were very raw, very just. Oh yeah, I feel very sensitive about this. I've been very surprised about that. So I think I expected the guys to be a bit more. Oh yeah, I don't know. Don't know who's inspirational, but they weren't. Again, that's my kind of preconceptions. Mm. And also the amount of women that have like have come forward saying yes, I want to be part of this show. Mm. And it's a very, you know, you say oh, women supporting women, but I've been in this industry a very long time and. It, I don't know. You, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And it's been wonderful just how genuine all the females have been. It's been really lovely. I tend to always be in a lot of, mm. a lot of my environments work-wise around women. To be women. honest, yeah. They've mm. all been supportive. And, and I've never so had, a, I've never really had a non-supportive woman situation. Not in the industry. No, I, I haven't yet. What about you girls? No, but I also think like, 
uh, in the industry that we're in and a, and a lot of the work that we do, you kind of get to pick the people that you work closely so with true. as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess specifically yeah. for you guys working together, you obviously became friends and then yeah. decided you were going to do this I mean, we, we, <laughs> create, I we created the podcast. It was like around Christmas time, me, Lucy and Lena were just having a lot of Prosecco at mm. Lena's yeah. old flat. I and love we were, you girls. And we were just like, we want to learn more about sex. We should read more books about sex. Oh my God, we should have a book club. Oh my God, we should make it a podcast. And then like a month later, it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's how it happens. Bish, bash, it's bosh, organic. It. It's, yeah. You're not going against the grain when it comes to it. Um, I think that's brilliant. And how long have you two known each other? Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, oh we. Oh, the other reason why we became I friends mean, as well you were gonna say. is because of a man. <gasps> dated us Don't talk about men here. Yeah, really? yeah pretty much. Yeah, like Wait, it, it was. Whoa. With heavy yeah. overlap, that we're still not quite sure how overlap. We, yeah, was. we don't know the official dates yet. We've not like done a backlog, but so sexually, you're a lot closer than you realise. Basically, oh, probably. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but basically. Um, yeah, I was dating this guy, and I think there might have been some overlap, but I was after you. And yeah. he, and I'd never met Lucy before, but then suddenly all of these rumours started sprouting around of being like, this Lucy girl said you're a bitch. Like, this Lucy girl said she hates Lucy. you. I know. I and I was now. like, I don't know this girl, what's going on? And then you messaged me on Facebook being like, I don't know what's being said, but like, I don't oh, hate you. And like, oh, I was so hearing the decent. same thing. This yeah. boy was running between us and going, oh, Hannah says this about you. Yeah. Oh, Who Hannah is this that. guy? He sounds oh, an idiot. Unbelievable. Yeah. He sounds very single now. Yeah. I, I've I no idea. Not Surprise. Block him yeah. yes. on everything. Um, we're going to go to a song. We're going to go to Give Me by Reader. Um, I believe you guys are still staying with us. Basically, we'll just keep them here. We yeah, can, we can stay. You, we, we've locked are we you here until the, the end? Are we doing the last leg? I think you might be. <gasps> da, 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 da. That'd be amazing. I, I Do we have party that. poppers or anything? Oh, shit. Because I'm going to get party poppers. I'll send the husband out. <laughs> and Quops um, is here. Quops is here. Well, yeah. Quops. <gasps> so excited. Um, we're, we're so excited. We're going to, like, we'll be back in a few minutes. This is Give Me by Reader. Don't go anywhere. Hello. Hello, hello. I thought hello. you weren't going to speak. I was like, are you there, Rachel? I love that. You're like, <laughs> is, she, is she okay? 23 and a half hours. 23? I'm sorry, but 23 and a half hours. Uh, no, 23 hours and 23 seven minutes. Yeah, we're getting there. We are getting there. You're very nearly the end now. This is the last home stretch. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. Quabs is here! Welcome, a good yeah. round of applause. Quabs, <laughs> welcome wow. to the show. Thank you very much for having me here. It's so lovely to meet you. It's lovely to meet you as well. I've never, I've never, I've never been here, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good to be here on my first outing. You're very welcome yeah. to, you're very, and Lucy's back. Hello. We've got Lucy and Hannah Hello. here as well, Hello. still joining us. Um, it's a bit of a girly room. Are you? Are you? Yeah. How you fit? It's obviously there's a lot of women. That's not unusual for me. No. No, because like so, so you know, I've grown up around a lot of women. Um, I've always had loads of female friends. It's sort of like, it's a, it's a thing, it's a thing, and it's a good thing. So I'm cool. And we've spoken in the first couple of hours when I was here um, opening the show with Rachel. We were talking um, about women in the music industry yeah. and how, obviously, at the moment, there's a lot of chat and buzz around female produ- trying to get more uh-huh. female yeah. producers. And, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of female writers already, but actually, yeah. it's difficult to find uh, yeah. female producers and, and, and artists, and also people to be in bands and stuff yeah. like that. Have you? How do you see the sort of music industry in that respect behind the scenes? Do you have you found it to be quite equal or um, I think that there is a sense that 
when it comes to, like to artists, there is a sense sometimes that maybe um, the female artists are they're, they're, there's more of them, and that they have to work harder to be seen amongst mm. the noise. And there is a bit of a sense that they've got to reach further to maybe get some of the, I mean, the visibility that maybe some of their male peers might get, um, which I feel like is why it sometimes feels like my, f some of my female uh, friends who are in this game maybe haven't had as much freedom, you know, creative c control over their their look, their kind of like what kind of music that they do as they might like to have had. Not because anyone's necessarily telling them you can't do this and you can't do that, mm. but there is like a culture that kind of it kind of suggests that you need to do certain things to kind of get get by. Does mm -hmm. it make any sense? No, a hundred percent. I think we were we were, weren't yeah. we talking this morning about um, Chloe Howell was saying that when we were in our sort of like younger years, a lot of the yeah. female led music was very like it was either I'm gonna you know it it's all about her like you should go with me not her because she's a right, nut yes, you know yeah. or it was sexualized or it yeah. was yeah. it was, it was always it was always a sort of like interfight yeah. with, within women or yeah. it was a sexualization yeah. and actually mm. um she she commented about how when amy winehouse and stuff came out and it was like it was very so it was it kind of changed the game yes. and it wasn't yeah. about that anymore yeah. and i think a lot more female artists are doing that right now yeah, coming that, together i get the impression that that's what people are trying to do they're just trying to be themselves as much as is possible particularly when you see so many people out there who are doing exactly that they're just being themselves and when you see people winning just by living their best life mm -hmm. then you feel like why can't I do that myself you yeah know? so mm -hmm. it, I think it, it make it gives people a bit a sense of fight and motivation to push through not you know not thinking about what anyone else is thinking and just you know letting themselves be whatever they are and you're fighting mm. the right cause that way around exactly. aren't you? Yeah, yeah I agree and yeah. I bet you must have as a musician you must have so many female influences in your in the music world yeah, I mean, just as a vocalist, you know, that everything from jazz, you know, I was a jazz cat when I was growing up and wow. I liked Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan. Amazing. Um, and then, you know, you get into kind of like, you know, the modern, more uh, more contemporary singers like, you know, Amy Winehouse, like Erica Badu, mm, like wow, Joe Scott, yeah. and just everything, any, anything that w anything that was good, ultimately, it's good. <laughs> yeah. The point is, it's good, and it's good mm. whether you're a boy or a girl or yeah. a woman or a man. And it's about being able to kind of like open doors that 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 give visibility to people who are just as good as anyone else but may not necessarily be being seen or being appreciated and that's and i guess that the the trick is to is to to get out of the mindset where you maybe ignore people implicitly without necessarily thinking so you kind of have to be pushed into seeing everyone for how great they are um and i guess that's what i feel like is the next step it's, it's about kind of going these people are great have you heard of this person have you yeah. heard of that person yeah. this producer i can name and i probably should name a bunch like there's you know there's Please george do. maple who's a great a producer um, a produ um she's an artist but people don't know that she's a producer as well there's jenda silvio there's clara 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 marie who's just done this whole kind of um, oh carla marie yeah carla, carla the, marie, girls, sorry, the girls i rate the wrong way around yeah girls i rate thing. i was just yeah. at their little ball fundraiser yeah. actually on thursday it was amazing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um there's just so many people out there, so you just have to keep like you just have to keep saying their names. Yeah, I and feel. I, I think like that's what I felt about because I because I said like I was saying Rihanna is one of my yeah. yeah, and she introduced me to Scissor, 
and yeah. in with consideration on her on her last yeah, album yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that was something that's launched completely yeah. mm. SZA's career like it completely yeah. you know obviously she was yeah. already going there yeah. she's already had the talent she already had everything yeah. but that's what I think artists like Rihanna mm -hmm. it's like you have this global platform mm -hmm. and you can put this one person on your album that can change their life yeah absolutely so why not just do it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah. Um, we have asked um, everyone about like sexism in the industry mm. Harry, have you ever experienced sexism? Have you? Uh, yeah, um, more than in the DJ vibes though, because okay. I, I like we we've talked about this yeah. before. But it, I when I first DJed, I remember a guy and a girl coming up to me and asking for a picture because they'd never seen a female DJ. Um, and Has they've that changed and I, a bit now? Well, yeah, because I can actually do it and I can do it very well. Right. I used to get the like, oh, I didn't know girls could mix. What? Whereas oh now goodness. I actually get, yeah, and that's why when I went Sounds into so DJing, yeah, I went into DJing and I was like, I am going to be so good that <laughs> no one can ever say, mm. oh, God, mm. a girl, she can't DJ. Yeah. But in terms of presenting, I don't, uh, it's not, it's not happened yeah. so much. No. Uh, but then I think it does happen behind the scenes. I kind of, I'm a bit of a positive, like, head thinker. And I try yeah. and, like, I try and blinker myself a little bit. Do you ever feel that pressure, though? Because, like, you're saying with the DJing thing, that because people have this assumption that women can't mix, mm. that mm. there's all this pressure on you to 100%. be really oh, yeah. good. Because yeah. so, be you're representing yes. all yes. women. And I know. genuinely feel like I am. Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like I want, every, I always want to say like, just put me in front of them, and I'll show, I'll show you that yeah. it can be done. And also in terms of what I play, I play. Uh, my passion is hip hop, yeah. and like hip hop and R and B, and like people are always surprised by that as well. Because like I have a really big, vast knowledge of it. I've, no, I've, mm. you know, my brothers. I, I had a really weird like. My, my my eldest brother was like Smashing Pumpkins, Skunk and Nancy. Right. My middle brother was like Cypress Hill. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. Dre. So it's like I've got like this weird like. Merging of all the genres, but cool. it's but it's like I, I try to keep it like good vibes, mm -hmm. but I definitely think it happens, and mm -hmm. I think it happens in all areas. It does. Yeah. When and people have power that can take advantage, that's where I think it happens. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think for me, um, presenting per se, so like uh, the sports news. Oh, you definitely do, experience it more, yeah. Yeah. So with TV stuff away from yeah, so sports news channels I work on fine mm. motorsport. I've mentioned it a lot in the show. Horrendous. Oh, wow. I am and not yeah. surprised. And <laughs> one, and I, I wish at the time, but one person that's very high up, and it's funny, I've joked for, since day one, I'm going to end up saying who it is. One okay. person who's very high up in F1 and very well known, um, a couple of years ago, um, yeah, did something. And I wish at the time I had re reported it on, on a bigger platform, yeah. but I knew I probably would have lost my work. And that's right. the sad thing. Yes, whereas now if it happened... I would have done it and I wish I'd kept certain messages and this mm. yeah because yeah. I see him on and it's kind of like mm. oh how are you yeah okay. it's horrendous motorsport is horrendous yeah I don't care who hears that yeah. <laughs> as a man have you, yeah. have you have you seen it happen to other women um yes um I I, I couldn't specifically speak for like my part of the music industry as it is you know in terms of like you know kind of major label commercial yeah. kind of music industry I, you know, I've been doing music for a long time though and mm -hmm. I've seen it at, at all levels in different at different points in my career and you know there, one thing that I've really noticed a lot is um, um, kind of sometimes it, it feels like there's, there can be a bit of an, an, an old boys club yes. mentality mm -hmm. to certain corners of the industry where if 
if um, if there are less women in that industry, mm-hmm. for example, which there, there often it aren't, you mm-hmm. know, there aren't that many. Um, uh, whatever they do um, is is held to uh, 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 is held to with a magnifying glass. Yeah, perceived in a different ma- magnifying way. Glass. Um, any you know what kind of relationships they have. Any notion of sexual impropriety, which is you know, it's a, it's it's almost a wrong term to use because yeah. what is sexually improper? Mm. But let's say that you've you know, you know, you've had a relationship with someone that happens to be the friend of someone who is um, you know uh, a booker for a certain venue that you know that they might be out there. You know, people talk, and because but because you're the woman, people talk about ex- you. They yeah. talk about you and express judgment upon you. Yes, and they, they do. And, it, and, you, and I'm telling you, like. The level of nastiness I've seen, I've got the receipts. I've got the <laughs> messages. I've got them. I'm not going to blast out, blast everyone on on air like like that. But I know who those people are, mm-hmm. and they know who they are. Absolutely. As well. And so um, I get tired of of seeing my my female friends in this world um, be judged so harshly, um, and people not just not just judged harshly, just people coming for them, straight up coming for them, just because they are singled out on the fact that there are less of them and because there is some sort of societal notion that they should be treated um, with more scrutiny than everyone else. So yeah. true. That is so, and such mm. a like gorgeous way to say it. The mm. way you like put that all out with this yeah. is absolutely perfect. Because I mean, it's Hannah, refreshing to hear as well. Yeah, because <laughs> Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, obviously you talk it about. Is. We were talking earlier. Your your vlog was a you know based around sexuality and talking yeah. about sex. And and I think women in the, especially mm. in the music industry, mm. I've heard so many stories. Oh wow, she's slept with so and so many people. It's like no 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 no. Oh, she slept with the same amount of people as probably half the men in her but office. But also, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's yeah. so true. Like, yes. Completely irrelevant. Yeah, I'm not going to swear. You can <laughs> swear. You can swear. You can swear. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I think we're going to get Laura in now, aren't we? Which yes, is very we exciting. are. So um, I believe um, Hannah and Lucy, I believe. Are we leaving now? <gasps> but we would love you to come back at the end. We yeah, can before do that. we go, before we kind yeah. of do our swan song. <laughs> so we're going to go to a song. We will go to. <laughs> Which we're going to go to Quabs. We're going to play go to Quabs. Let's go to Quabs. We'll go to Quabs <laughs> and we'll see you ladies in a few minutes. See you in a bit. In a bit. Beautiful tune. Quabs, that was amazing. Thank you very much. Such a good tune. And, Cheers. Um, in the studio right now, we've got Laura Haynes, the chair of UN Women National Committee UK. Woo! Welcome. The lady of the hour. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you very much, but really, I think you are the ladies of the hour. This lady, not me. I've only been here. I mean, I've done nothing in comparison to you. Although you helped, you were here at the start, and just seeing you for the last few hours, I was like, yes, I'm almost there. Yeah, she jumped on me like a monkey. I really do. It was embarrassing. Thank God you're here. It was awkward. It was emotional. It was Um, fabulous. It's, um, well, for your side of things, um, Laura, how has it gone um, the last few days for the He For She campaign? It's been absolutely incredible. We've been overwhelmed with the amount of support that we've had and the variety of the arts events that we've had, the different types of people who've been performing, the different kinds of performances, and just the variety of the audiences and how interested and engaged mm-hmm. they are in, in what we're talking about. And a real belief, I think, that people have now that we really might be able to start to change things yes. and start to see some things happening that are different. 
that's how we feel that's how I feel mm. by you know I think the fact that we've got the conversation going on mm-hmm. and and to be honest if the people we've spoken to so the people that have come in been so open-minded and wanting to talk mm-hmm. and even if they have different views they're listening and they're taking it in and do you see that change do you see that we are you are all of us making that change yes I think you're absolutely right when we first started talking about this mm. a few years ago it was almost impossible for us to get people interested in the conversation mm. and uh, across both government across the corporate world and even in the private sector with individuals but what we're finding now is people are reaching out to us because they want to know more they want to understand more yeah. and they want to see what they can do i think the only point that i would make is the next step is the big step that we really have to make yeah. And that's going from awareness and words to action and real change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? Where? Well, that's, that's the, the million-dollar question. That's the million-dollar mm-hmm. question. But you know, it's not. What we need to do is we need to just start with the first step. I keep saying to people, we know it's not easy, because if it were easy, we would have done this a really <laughs> long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Part of the reason why it's not easy is that one thing is not going to change things. One right. thing is not going to make the difference. We have to make a change at every single level. And because what we're talking about is a real change in culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until we engage people and they can see a change in culture and they can understand the impact that they're having, mm. every individual, mm. we're not going to be able to make that change. And I mm. guess it's the benefit, actually, of making the change and actually seeing it for your own change children for your sisters for your Mm. mums for everybody and i think that's when it becomes serious is when you actually see the difference in a situation because of something you've done or and i Mm. I, and as you were saying like it's like that that momentous change but actually it's probably going to happen in a way that you don't even know what you're doing is changing Mm. but as long as you're cognitively being aware of what you should be and how you should be sort of acting on the subject yeah that actually that is a change in itself, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And when we started the He for She movement, that was probably the biggest revolution in the thinking about feminism ever. Because what we said is we're not going to do this if it's just women speaking to women. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're 100%. not going to do this if we only think about 50% of the population. Yes. Mm. We need to think of 100% mm. of the population. Yeah, yeah. We, need, we need the guys mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. We need them there. We need the little boys to understand as yes. well as the little girls to understand so that they become great men and women. Totally. It's mm. about the education, the, the, the old adage of knowledge is power. But it's yeah. true. You know, we have to start talking about it, educating the younger generation coming through. And um, when did the He for She campaign start? How how long ago? The He for She campaign started up in 2012, I think it was. Yeah. So it's very new. Yeah. Um, and when we started it, I think we had no idea of how this really was going to capture people's imagination and how big this could be. Mm. And we started with a very simple premise, which was we need to involve and bring in men as well as women. But what we need to do is get the men not first to understand, but then to say to them, what's your commitment to change? What are you actually going to do? And we've had, I think we've had now 1.2 million men and boys 
actually standing up and making individual commitments to change. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And we've just had another boy enter the room. Yes. Mm. Very Whoa. sheepishly. Welcome. Tiger Jew, honey, welcome to the studio. I'm sorry I was a minute, I was like a minute or two late. That's my bad. That's You're here now. Yeah, I'm here now. It's wonderful to have you in the studio. We should, it's wonderful we should, to be here. We should put you in the hot seat immediately then. Yeah. yeah go go we're just talking about, um, we were just talking about, uh, basically Laura was discussing how the most, one of the most important things about this whole project is the idea that men and women are coming together um, to kind of raise awareness of this subject and also to just talk about it, make it a conversation. Is it something that in your life you felt um, when you were growing up and, 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 and most importantly in the last few years that people are having this conversation now about sort of the way we treat other women and the way we, in general, I think across the board on anything, are mm. you having that conversation? Do you think other people, are, you know, your parents and stuff, do they, do they drill it into you that you needed to be sort of open and, 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 and teaching you essentially about it? Um, well, it's, it's fairly common knowledge that um, I grew up in a quite quite a strange family. Both of my parents worked in the porn industry, and um, <laughs> and uh, and basically, I didn't know that. Did you not? I knew that. No, <laughs> I knew that. I <laughs> to know that. So yes, yeah, so my parents run a run a, a porn business together, and um, and a lot of the time, my friends at school would kind of be like, "Oh, we think it's so cool. Your dad is so cool, but like, how do you feel about your mum doing that?" Like, Ugh. as if there was... Yes, I... Yes, As if there was kind of a difference yeah. where it's, it's cool for a guy to shag loads of women, yes. but... Yes, yeah. Not yeah. cool it's for not a woman. Not cool for a woman to shag loads of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that my mum actually was, you know, heavily on the performing on the performing front. You know, m- what most people don't know is that my dad was uh, kind of like a director, producer, performer, and my mum basically did all the producing stuff, like getting all the girls' IDs and mm-hmm. making sure mm-hmm. people were paid on time and stuff. But from the outside, the perception was that you know my parents were porn stars. What really happened is they ran a porn business together, um, and my dad did do some performing sometimes, and my mum maybe did it once or twice. Um, but overall, they were directing other actors, actors, um, you know, um, and th- it was it was kind of a business model, but it kind of always highlighted to me um, it kind of comes down to the idea of like slut shaming like you yeah know, we talked about this earlier if, uh, yeah. if a woman has sex with a lot of people they're a slut or a harlot mm. or a bin or whatever mm. yeah. but if a guy has sex with a lot of uh, a lot of girls then he's a lad basically yeah, yeah exactly a lad, he's a hero you know he's a player he's a mm. um, yeah so I think that's the, the sort of overriding um, concept that was sort of impressed upon me by my parents growing up um, that you know there is a disparity and there is double standards and I think I think you know we, we, we may finally be getting to a stage where those kind of things can be thrown out um, but in, in answer to, to the question you asked me that that's the, the main thing that I've mm. always ever since I was like 10 or 11 because I never I was never uh, hidden uh, my parents never hid from me what they did it was just explained to me euphemistically uh, mm. you know at Christmas parties when I was like three or four and we used to have all these porn stars over to our house it'd be like right Daddy films Pascal and Champagne having a special cuddle. Mm. Um, wow! And, and and that was my understanding from a very young age. And yeah. obviously, I got old enough and I understood what was going on. But um, because of the fact that it's never just been thrown upon me when I was like thirteen, and like you see this house, yeah, this is where it came from. Yeah, it was mm. just it was a gradual process of understanding as I got older. And because it's been a gradual process of understanding, 
uh, the points that I've just covered have always been a gradual process of understanding as mm. well. So, what a wonderful way mm. to to do that as well. I think it's good to be also to be proud and to talk yes. about it and like they're not ashamed of it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And actually, yeah. that's probably made you um, a much more wholesome sort yes. of like grounded person because you've had that open relationship. I mean. I definitely had a situation both all my like parents walked around naked it was always like right. like I never I don't have a problem mm. with like that my body and like mm. I'm naked all the time mm. yeah. and I think that's something that really was important for me because yeah. I didn't see the difference in gender you know like mm. I just I just sort of like was a bit fluid and I yeah. think like that's it's it kind of links to that of like you know just be open about it mm -hmm. I mean yeah, I mean to this day <coughs> sorry pardon me to this day I'll, I'll you know I'll still happily be naked in front of my mum and my dad. Yeah. And mm. vice versa. And I say that to some people, I don't think it's really, really weird. Um, but, you know, I don't know my mum or my dad in, like, in a sexual yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. In any stretch of no. Why is it any different to being in a locker room with loads of people you don't so know true. Yeah, being yeah. naked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Why, why is it different? There yeah. is, it's not. It's yeah. important to question why we think things and not immediately to externalise our discomfort about mm -hmm. something. You know, when, when something makes us go, oh, that's weird, maybe we should just hold that thought in our head for a second and go away, maybe do a bit of reading, a bit of listening. There's plenty of YouTube videos out there about all sorts of topics and then come back and see if you still feel the same way about it. But the knee-jerk, oh, I think that's weird thing is just, I'm just not here for it at all. No. Yeah. And I've had that so many times in the past. Laura, is that something you've sort of... Well, yeah, and I think what's interesting about that is finally realizing that every one of us has got some biases and we walk around with them. They're the mm. things that we grew up with or the things that society has taught us. Mm. And actually, I think you're absolutely right. It mm. is sometimes about standing back and say, why do I think that? Yep. And let me just come and look at things mm -hmm. a different way or empathetically understand mm. different people yeah. and where they're coming from. Exactly. It's largely about... Um, it's kind of accepting the fact that everyone has opinions and mm. not getting so bogged down in the fact that your opinions must be right. Yeah. I yeah. Living, you know what, yeah. Living I harmoniously, yes. you know, being able to different. being able to, to talk to someone and be like, oh, I feel differently than you, but that doesn't affect the way that I mm. feel yeah. about you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. not like you. Absolutely. Or, but I think yeah. that's the learning curve because I think everyone's scared of like, oh God, it's all going too far. Everyone's making it. No, mm. you're mm. uncomfortable and the point is that you need to be uncomfortable because yeah. you can't learn unless you put yourself in, a, in an uncomfortable place and yeah. go, oh God, I was wrong then. Yeah. Well, how can I do something yeah. differently? How can I how can I present myself? in a, I, Every single day I mm. learn the things I say and do. You learn that, oh God, maybe that wasn't quite right. Yeah. I'll, I won't do that again. And I think it's about becoming comfortable with learning as well isn't mm -hmm. it yeah yeah it really is and I love that again that we can all sit here and talk about this and I think I think in time it will change and but I don't know do you think some people have just that judgingness about them from what they're learnt and taught growing up I think mm -hmm. everyone has the capacity to, to lose that that's what I think yeah. I think everyone has the capacity to lose and also I think I think losing the sort of compulsion to be right all the time is yeah. quite a liberating thing Thing mm. when you the, yeah. when you feel like you have to be right about something mm. and you argue to the nth degree like that can be quite why should you have to it be, can right? be very stressful oh like it's actually, draining isn't it's it draining yeah. actually coming to a point where you think oh actually do you know what I might have been wrong about mm -hmm. that and mm -hmm. I'm willing to sort of accept something new that can and be a really, a really nice experience yeah. absolutely 
but yeah. we're taught we're taught that that that's mm. learned behavior mm. if you look at little kids when they start they are so open to ideas mm. and they're so open to difference mm. and then we start to program them to become the same mm-hmm. and actually what we have to do is work to lose that and mm. make sure that that ends so that we can recognize that as you were saying in terms of people having different ideas to start with the premise that says we are all equal mm-hmm. different mm. but equal mm-hmm. and that difference is what's so great and helps us to be creative and develop new ideas and really make changes yeah yeah Hannah and lucy have come back in the room to join us ladies how are you feeling hi we're good <laughs> we've just had lots of sugar oh, yes. oh well done <laughs> we could, we're drawing That's to a close you're nearly done babe oh my god yes five minutes to go wow. that is quite wonderful that is quite a I can't believe that I've done 24 hours um, Laura how do you think how do you think Rachel's done obviously she's been here like representing you guys do you think she's done a good job I think you have been fantastic now I can't claim that I listened for the whole 24 hours <laughs> that's okay you've I'll been awake the whole time <laughs> well, yeah. well I'm just well I have been awake the whole time <laughs> because I've been running from event to event yes. for the last 24 hours but I've dipped in and out over the last 24 Aww. hours and it has been fantastic the variety of people what people have been saying the new ideas that people are presenting and just it is so wonderful to see all these people coming together and saying right we're going to do it now we're going to make the change and all supporting he for she it's just been fantastic and i cannot believe how you've made it through thank you thank you very much very quickly a tight drew um series four of cuckoo on bbc three Tell us about it. We've got about a minute. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for letting I've me got, get it in. Yeah, I've got um, it quick, apparently. Um, we're filming Series 4 at Plymouth Studios at the moment. Then, at the start of April, we start Series 5. Um, there's been rumours that it actually might be moving on to BBC One or BBC Two. It's on Netflix. It's a fantastic sitcom. If you haven't seen Series 1, 2 and 3, you should go watch it. You've got a werewolf on there as well, haven't you? Uh, yeah, Taylor Lautner is the star from yeah. Series 2. <laughs> well, done. well done. From the Twilight series. And we've got Andy McDowell from Four Weddings and a Funeral starring in Series 5. Um, absolutely love it. Um, I've been on set most days this week and it's just everyone working together, working really hard to make a fantastic show. And that's that's when I'm in my element. And thanks for letting me say something about it. That's all right. That's right. Um, and just to let you know, uh, thank you for supporting the Hebrew She campaign. Can you text UNWN15, uh, followed by the amount you would like to donate to 7070. Um, all money donated is going towards changing the reality for women and girls globally. I can't believe that's the end of the show. Oh! Yeah! Yeah! Can sleep. Thank you so much, everyone. It's been amazing. Thank Congratulations, you. Thank you. Rachel. You've smashed it. Well done. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I doff my cap to you. Um, on that note, thank you, everyone, for being part of the show. We're going to leave you now with Nina Simone feeling good. Thank Woo! you. And good night. What a song. How you know how I feel. Shine in the sky. You know how I feel. How much sleep did you get before you started? By, you know how I feel. And you started at this time yesterday. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. So you've been up for a good like 36, 37 It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Life for me. And I'm feeling good. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.